Hello and welcome to another Teams Profiles and Projections here on Talking Baseball. This is the last one of spring because opening day is right around the corner. Trevor's coming to New York. We're going to be live streaming, watching the games on the 7th from the new office. We're very excited, but we do have unfinished business. We have not talked about the NL West. And if this is the first one that you're listening to because you didn't care about any of the other divisions, how this is operating is on the long form, on the podcast, on Spotify, on iTunes, on wherever you listen to the podcast. It's going to be the whole hour and a half episode, the entire division, 15 minutes on the clock per team with some wiggle room. And then if you're watching on YouTube, it will break it down one video per team. That's the formula. The NL West is last because they got some heavy hitters, I believe, is why they went last. And also, it's a good thing because we had some movement in the NL uh, West. Did I say East earlier? We had movement in the NL West like today like as we record this on Sunday, April 3rd. Happy five-month birthday to my son. Jake, how you doing? James, Trev, BBD, let's do it. Let's do some NL East, baby. Although I think we might have this reverse. I think we're starting with the best team because we've been starting with the the worst team. But it looks like, well, we'll get there. Okay. What's that hat you got on? Oh, snakes. Let me tell you something. Rings in the I'm desert. excited to talk about the NOS. There was some movement. This is close to my home. I'm going to be at Dodger Stadium a lot uh, this mm. summer. So I'm going to see all these teams. I'm, I'm excited. I think this is going to be um, a little bit deeper of a division than people give it credit for. And um, I think we should just get right into it, dude. Nobody wants to hear how my day went or that my Diamondbacks team is 7-0 and at the top of the division. No one wants to hear that. Let's start the episode. Okay. We will start it. I'm going to put some time on the clock. We're going to go a little sub-15 for the earlier teams. And one, two, three, go. The first team here, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jake has a saying about them scavenging for rings on the beach or something. They went 52 and 110. <laughs> 52 and 110 last year. It's a lot of losses. 110 losses last year. Not great. Our crew ranked them 28th in all of baseball. Jake, did this team get better in the offseason? Did they get worse? What did they do? James, my snakes, we play for rings in the desert. We lost Swole Calhoun. We lost your guy, Tyler Clippard, slinging those high changes, who we added a couple veteran bullpen pieces. How about Mark Melanson coming over? Ian Kennedy. Uh, and even some other vet guys on minor league deals. We'll, we'll see if they've actually made the squad. Keela Keone and Oliver Perez. Uh, how about Oliver Perez still trying to trick him? Uh, not a lot of big movement in the desert this year. I'll be honest. There's some names, you know, on the pitching staff. Uh, uh, yeah. Trev, tell them about, tell them about, tell them about our pitching staff. Tell them about our pitching staff. There are some names that you know, like Luke, you know that name. Zach, you know that name. Taylor, those are all names. Yes. We'll start out with Madison, though. Madison Bumgarner, our guy, left-handed pitcher. Um, He's there. Is he the ace? I don't don't know if he's the ace or not. But Zach Gallon is there, too, and he's really good. 
Zach with a C. There's no H. There's no K. Z-A-C. Gotta love that. Merrill Kelly behind him. Luke Weaver. Zach Davies. Taylor Widener are the rotational depth. Uh, and the bullpen, a couple new faces, but I'm pretty sure they've all pitched for the team before. Like, Melanson has already been there, right? So. Ian Kennedy, back. I've hit a home run off him in Arizona. My bad. Caleb Smith's back there. No Ramirez. J.B. Wendelkin. And they got a few other guys. Uh, that's the pitching staff. You know, not a not a wowing type staff. James, what about the what about that lineup? Well, we got Dalton Varshow. Yeah, our guy. Love that. Like him. Cattell Marte. Jake likes him a lot. David Peralta, freight train. Christian Walker, Pavin Smith. That's Pavin Smith. Carson Kelly. Seth Beer. A lot of these names to me sound like a men's adult league softball video game. Drew Ellis, Geraldo Perdomo. Is that how you say that? Perdomo, Perdomo. So that's that's the that's what you got. Okay. Jake, you got to lead this off, bro. My snakes. Where do we begin? Uh, I, I think it ends with with some young players. At the Diamondbacks, they refuse to announce that they're rebuilding, which is uh, I found interesting. You know, we we hired uh, Taylor's on our team. She, you know, the John Boy Media team. She came over from D backs land, and like that, that organization is adamant that they never will fully rebuild yet. They, they are in a division with three of the better teams in baseball. Um, and I think they are behind my Rockies right now. So um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where you go. Uh, Cattell Marte, they just locked up to uh, an extension. Um, he's 28 years old, second base shortstop or center field, depending on the year. Uh, he just likes to know where he'll be playing all year. He's a really good ball player, a switch hitter. David Peralta kind of fell off last year. He he'd been a staple for the snakes for a long time. Um, we'll see if he bounces back a little bit or where he's at. And then, yeah, I guess, I guess the part that kind of hurts me a little bit. Carson Kelly's a really solid catcher. Like where Carson Kelly lands in the realm of catchers, he is a solid guy. There's a lot of guys on this team that I look at and I say like, you'd be a fun eight hole hitter. Um, Young Dalton Varsho, the catcher slash outfielder, our short king. Center fielder. Yes. He he plays the whole outfield. I know. um, It's very rare to have a, a catcher center fielder. I uh, projected for 21 homers and 11 swipes this year. So let, let's see what he's got in the tank. Um, and, and the other two, I guess you'd circle uh, Pavin Smith, Pavin, uh, John was going with, I don't know. Uh, first round pick. He had an okay rookie year. He got on base a little bit. He was around league average. If he can take a step up, Seth beer is supposed to be a, a more of a classic power hitter, fun name that can become something. But yeah, like I, you look up and down this lineup, and if we're thinking about some of the better teams in baseball, uh, whether even you know Christian Walker, who's got some proven MLB power, it, it's a lot of guys that on other teams you'd be saying this is a bottom of the lineup guy. Um, Geraldo Perdomo, a lot of MLB the Show people know him. He's he's a legit shortstop prospect, twenty two. Like run him out. Let's find out what we've got. And then after that, where things 
take the turn is I just talked about the lineup for a little bit. Um, the pitching, although we recognize a couple of the names, they had the worst ERA in the National League last year. So, uh, you know, the ceiling, my guys, is a low one this year. Is this not classified as a rebuild? What do you, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, this seems like a rebuild to me. Trev, they, guys like Merrill Kelly, uh, you know, even the Mad Bum signing, which has landed in an interesting spot, Zach Davies, Melanson, Kennedy, um, not trading someone like Cattell Marte, sure. uh, re-upping David Peralta. Like, there's, there's not a lot of, like, guys you look at on the field and you're like, hey, like, go figure it out, young guys. There's really only a couple of those, which I, you, you'd like to see kind of almost the whole roster be that way. Yeah, I mean, I think that you have to sign some people, and the Cattell Marte just doesn't trade his, it doesn't take away the his trade factor. You know, if anything, maybe it's even better now because they have cost controlled for even longer. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I agree. There's nothing really going on here. Um, they have, I'm looking four prospects in the top 100. Um, so their their minor their minor leaguers are. I mean, they're trying to stack that. Maybe trading a Cattell Marte. Uh, will increase that. And then maybe the Mad, Mad Bum signing was like sort of similar. Hey, you come here, we'll pay you a little bit, and you do well, we'll flip you. But it, did, it hasn't worked out that way. You had a good stretch. Then you had like th the first three games were awful. And then you had like 10 good ones. Yeah. And then a bad ending. Yeah. I think you had a decent stretch in the middle there. I do remember that. They got a big the field prospect coming up, Jake. Uh, who was like really good last year. He's not going to break camp with the team, but he goes to center field. I, I think he's a center fielder, right? About my guy, Alec Thomas. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a real one. If you follow uh, the D back social media, which you should, I mean, they're, they've got some eggs in this kid's basket. So he, he'll be up at some point this year. Um, you know, right now with uh, the outfield of, Varsho in center, the freight train, David Peralta in left and uh, Paven Smith, who he's got some flexibility. Uh, so does Varsho. Like he's going to be up this year. And yeah, I mean, that's, you know, he's got to be one of the guys you have circled this year for the Diamondbacks to be like, he, he should be this next generation of D-backs, Alec Thomas, Perdomo. And you hope a guy like Beer or Smith uh, can take a little bit of a leap. And then, you know, we're starting to eye positions and, hopefully eyeing a plan and what's become a brutal NL West. I mean, never mind what the Dodgers have been as a franchise, but where the giants are at and, and even the Padres, it's a, it's a big hill to climb. And I guess that's where, you know, if these young guys click, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You, you really, they will go after guys in free agency, you know, not, not necessarily the top tier guys, but that mad bum signing surprised us. Even, even your Melanson's and Kennedy's like, so if, if we can have a couple of these young guys click, we, you know, my snakes, um, that can put us in a position to, to kind of make the 2024 plan. Cause right now we're looking at a glass ceiling. I don't know what that means. Division's tough. Yeah, it is tough. I think, yeah, I mean, I kind of think they're in the right spot for where they're at. You know, they have team like three, at least three teams that are much better than them, and the windows are wide open. Um, right now for them, they just need to 
figure some stuff out, restart the farm system, find a way to get one to develop players, bring them up and then, you know, see where the Dodgers and the Padres are at. But it's tough, man. I think it's gonna be a really tough year for them. 110 losses last year. I hope they don't sniff that, but they didn't really do much to improve the team. Right. No, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, they, they had a winning record three years in a row and then the quarantine year did not go their way. And then last year was just, awful interesting we uh yeah i mean i i guess the thing where we could get and you know right now uh, nick ahmed the gold glove shortstop uh he's banged up a little bit uh josh rojas jordan leplo those are major league guys that should get some run this year um yeah man it's uh it's a tough spot uh it's a tough spot and yeah give give these young guys some run let's Let's see what they've got. And then, Jim, this is where you can get excited. It, this should be a trade deadline team. This is a team that should make some some noise, whether it's uh, Merrill Kelly or Melanson and Kennedy. Like, uh, you know, th- those guys had pretty nice years last year that, you know, if you can have a couple of these young guys click, you flip a couple guys at the deadline, you get a couple more young guys. Then we've got this base that hopefully if the Padres or Giants or those teams start to flare out, then – you're in a position to actually attack this division. I don't see why any of their relievers would be like untouchable. Like all these guys can go for the right price. If they're doing well, they will. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to definitely make some moves, whether it's at the trade line or before. Um, Because like you said, they're, I mean, look, bottom line, I want to be positive, but sometimes you just can't be positive about a team. Like they're in no position to compete right now at all. I don't know. I want to sugarcoat it, but I can't. Hmm. Mad Bum returns to form. Zach Gallon returns to form. I like Zach Gallon. Varsho's just the short king of the world. And then all the other teams fall apart. That's the formula. Zach Gallon can bring you back a nice haul. I know yeah, they got, he's got too many that. years. I mean, yeah, he can wait out. It's rare that they, you know, when he gets to ARP 2, that's usually when they trade guys. But he's pretty... He's got a couple years to go. Over or under set at 66 and a half. Jake, you're rocks. I mean, you're, you're snakes. Whoa, dude. Sorry, we're getting to your rocks next. Which Thank actually, you. I think you're on. Didn't you change? Aren't you on a new I'm team? I'm just a goddamn bandwagon guy. Um, it's the under. I, I don't even know how you can defend the over. And I, I love the Diamondbacks. I, too, will take the under last year, James, their Pythagorean win-loss. They were unlucky, but they still only came out to 61 wins. So 61 and 101. I'll take the under, and I'll shoot for something. Just like Actually, I hope they win 63 games. How about that? I hope they win 64. I'll take the under as well. Okay. Tough division. Tough no, division because the next team we're talking about I think you guys are going to let the people know they're sneaky better than you expect. Maybe. Maybe. This Maybe. ends the Diamondbacks, and we will move on to the Colorado Rockies, baseball's most frustrating team, kind of. There's a lot of frustrating teams, but they shocked everyone this offseason. Uh, they missed the playoffs last year, went 74 and 87. They did not trade Trevor Story and get a return for him. They did not trade gray and get a return for him at the end of last season they kept them i don't even they even make qualifying offers i don't think they did 
for Gray, and uh, they lost both guys. But, Jake, who else did they lose, and who did the game? James, you're, you're all over it at the stop. They lost Trevor Story. The, uh, you know, the franchise is shortstop for, for a bunch of years. Uh, you know, elite baseball player in this league. He's now in Boston. John Gray, he's a Texas Ranger. That uh, He's a pitcher that <laughs> liked pitching in cores, and they didn't. They didn't attack that strategically. Uh, Raymond Tapia in a trade that we'll be talking about. Uh, and Chris Owings is an Orioles. So, you know, another bandwagon guy like myself who they added. And this is what really makes this kind of a, a fun conversation, probably more fun than my snakes. They added Chris Bryant. They gave him the bag. Kind of weird after Arenado and Story, but they get their guy. Chris Bryant is a Colorado Rocky. Randall Gritchick, our guy. Uh, slash tortured our Yankees. He uh he goes over in the Tapia trade. Okay, okay. Alex Colome, the reliever. Sure, why not? Jose Iglesias will be picking it at short uh, for the Rockies. Interested to see what he's got on both sides of the field. Daniel Bard resigns. He called a short. Chad Cool uh, will be at the end of the rotation. And Hulis Shasin, former Rockies, mm. great, is back. And guys, this is where I tell you. The names might not jump off the paper, but Trev, the rotation, in the words of my guy, Jim Calhoun, it's not bad. It's it's not bad. It's not bad at all. They lost John Gray. That's tough. Uh, Ramar Marquez is kind of like a sneaky. If you look at the numbers, they're not going to wow guy. you, but pitching in Colorado is tough, and the guy knows how to do it. So you got him there. Kyle Freeland, obviously, the left-hander. Antonio Zenzatella, Austin Gomber, Chad Cool, Peter Lambert. Those guys are in the rotation and give them depth in the bullpen. One of my buddies, Alex Colome. Mm. A lot of buckle in, Rocks fans. Carlos Estevez, Daniel Bard. Got to love to see that. That's a great story. Robert Stevenson and Lucas. This is a tough one. Gilbreth, I believe. Mm. Not familiar with a ton of these guys' names. We're going to dive into it a little bit deeper. But you're right, Jake. The rotation, not bad. And James, I think, I think we're going to kind of like the lineup. What's going on? I just don't know if it's because it's familiar faces. Uh, you know, like, it's like, well, how good are they? But you know all the names, a little bit of the Royals stuff that was going on. But then maybe some heavier hitters. Charlie Blackman still bouncing around out there. Chris Bryant, as Jake said, comes over. Ryan McMahon, I read an article. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. I wasn't going to click on it because it seemed ridiculous. Or some Rockies uh, website saying that McMahon's value and production is better than Arenado's value and production. I laughed and I kept scrolling. CJ Crone. Cron? Crone? Crone. Crone. Brendan Rogers? Yeah. Randall Gritchick. Jose Iglesias, Sam Hilliard, and Elias Diaz. And then it says they got a one, two, three, four, five man bench. That's a lot of bench guys. Mm -hmm. You need a home and a road team, Jim. You told them. Why do they have a five man bench? Connor Joe, one of my, the funnier names. Connor Joe. Um, yeah, that's the Rockies lineup. I don't know. You guys are saying it's better than than it is. I, I don't know. I'll uh Trev, I'll go first again. Another one of my teams turn my hat around. Team. Turn my hat around real quick. Uh and shout out to our 
our girl Kelsey Winger going to be on the sideline for them this Howdy. year. Let's let's go, Kelsey. Um, guys, here's the deal. And so we need to brainwash ourselves a, just a little bit. The Colorado Rockies, we kind of view them as a joke because of some of the Arenado, some of the story stuff, uh, even John Gray and some other organizational things that they have going on. Sure. This team finished three games above the Chicago Cubs last year. This team finished two and a half games behind the New York Mets last year. So, uh, you know, I know we view them with kind of the bottom tier teams, the the Pirates, the D-backs, the Nationals. They truly outperformed them. Uh, like, you know, 10 games better than the Nationals last year. They were almost 20. They were more than 20 games better than my D-backs. So the Rockies have a little stink on them that we need to get away from just a little bit. And here's what it is. Ryan McMahon is a good young ball player. Uh, he plays really good defense. Uh, and, you know, the offensive stats get to a nice area. CJ Crone, Trev, I don't know if you looked at his stat sheet from last year. Um, cause you know, this is a guy that's bounced around, around a lot, never got the full opportunity he did. And he went nuts last year. Grichik is just a power outfield guy. Um, you know, he, he's been doing it in the bigs for a while. Chris Bryant, what does Charlie Blackman still have in the tank? Solid, a good season. Iglesias, I mentioned before, so interested to see what his final year looks like on both ends. Hilliard's kind of a freak. They've got some options. Brendan Rogers is a guy I'd circle. This guy's a former top prospect. He's been banged up. Like he's part of the reason they moved on from story a little bit. Um, so yeah, like I, and then you mentioned the rotation, like that one through four, remember we were looking at Gomber stats last year. Like, again, you have to get away from the ERA because of Coors field, but those top four pitchers, like in the realm of MLB rotations, they land in an okay spot. The bullpen's a little shallow uh, to be a reliever and sign up for cores is a pretty tough ask. Um, so yeah, it's, I think we think Rockies and you think roll over, but you know, they finished better than the Cubs last year. They were in the Mets, uh, sites last year. It's, it's not a good team. And again, it's a brutal division, but I, I don't think there, it should be as negative as we normally are. Yeah. Well, people it's hate the negative the on the front office yeah. because, because, because they've had a lot of talent and they just get rid of it. And then you you think they're rebuilding that. So it's negative on the front office, but not on the team, kind of like the Indians. Like, we're like, hey, there's some guys here, uh, but the front office stinks. Whatever. Uh, they had a good, they had a, they had a bad first two months last year where they were under like 400 ball. And then their last 108 games, they played winning baseball, 55 and 53. So they put it together. I'd be interested to see when the Dodgers games really took place there because I think the Dodgers took care of them pretty handily last year. I know that they took care of the Padres and helped kind of that Padres uh, collapse, and the Giants absolutely crushed them last year. So, like, against the heavy hitters in their division, the, the Giants won 15 games and the Dodgers won 13. So that's 28 losses at the hands of two teams in your division. And that might happen again. Dude, they played 600 ball almost at home. That was that was the thing with yeah. the Rockies last year. Yeah, they're, the they pitching need... staff. If you go back and look, about league average, um, but the hitters, it was really bad last year. 87 uh, OPS plus. It was fourth worst in all of baseball. But you addressed that. They did. They addressed it with Chris Bryant, CJ Crone, Randall Grichik. I mean, these guys have some gaudy projections from Fangrass. Is Fangrass like? 
horny for offense this year? What's up with that? Mm. They got CJ Chrome locked in for 31 homers. I understand its cores. I get it. But like, if you look at some of these projections that they have for these guys, I mean, we have a lot of like high sevens, 800 OPSs locked into this lineup. So if that's yeah, going to be a thing, seems very high, especially if MLB really is using the, the non-ball, like all the DraftKings lines when we did our betting show, they're, yeah. they're all high. It's like, they're all what, high. Is, what do they know? Are they using the juice ball again? It's it sure seems that way, right? Yeah. The collectively as a team, they had a, a 280 batting average at home, a 217 on the road, 342 on base percentage at home, 291 on the road, 817 OPS at home, 643 on the road. And that's why I suggested they should just have two lineups, like Jake mentioned at the start. They should have their top four guys that can play both both spots, home and away, and then the back end should just be road five man bench, completely platoon them. Uh, obviously that's not a 100% real suggestion, but if you talk, if you talk to uh, Rockies players, they say hitting at home and hitting at on the road, there's like a buffer window of adjustment, Mm -hmm. like the first game back home or the first game on the road or first two games, you're just adjusting because it's the ball breaks so different. Everything feels different. And I was like, so just have people never have to make that adjustment, a home crew and a road crew. Try it out. Why not Rockies? And that's that's where Trev, you you hit what what should be something circled for Rockies fans this year. You guys have heard uh, me and Eno Saris, our guy. It's been too long. We need more Eno. Mm. Uh, we've nerded out over this. Is that the Rockies? Coors Field is an alien of baseball. Um, and in twenty years, twenty plus years of the Rockies existing, we don't have a solution for them at cores. And we heard Trevor story, a guy that, that openly brags about his fitness levels. Cause that's something he cares about so significantly. And he says Coors field war on him. Uh, and he's a guy that gave us his stats. Like he's a uh, running back at the combine. So Coors field, there's something there that can be a Rockies advantage. So I'm super interested in this year with the rocks. Like you said, Trev, Last year, they were a really good baseball team at home. Have they figured out their Rockies home formula and what that is, whether it's rest days or, or certain ways to pitch? You know, we've heard things about the low spin fastball, how that plays at course. Like if they're finally getting there, that's a piece of the puzzle that the Rockies have been missing for a long time. That it's like when teams go and play the Denver Nuggets, when teams go and play the Denver Broncos, those teams have a huge advantage playing at altitude. There has to be a way that the Rockies can take advantage of that. And if they can, with another team, that's, you know, probably a 70 ish win ball club, wherever that lands. But if they have another good road record or home record, then it's like, okay, so we've got a plan at home. Now we got to figure out the road thing, which <laughs> I don't know if there is a solution for that, but at least you're figuring something out. So um, we'll see. Uh, We'll see with my rocks. I, I love I love this theory that we can like reverse engineer course field and we can build a team. I love the idea. The only I think there there's differences between the sports though. Like football is very much an athletic sport. So if you're training and playing in Colorado, like your your oxygen level is going to be 
much or your retention for oxygen is much higher. Like if you train up there, like, so when you go on the road, you're feeling great. Like you feel like you can run all day long. Your fitness is great, but baseball is really not that way. It's about the way the ball is moving and stuff. So I think they're going to have to find some sort of routine oriented program uh, to get guys back on track. We talked a story about making sure they're traveling with uh, you know, a, a pitch machine and just seeing a ton of nasty breaking balls, just going and staying in there. The problem with that is, it's time consuming. And on the road, you have like one cage, maybe two cages. You can't fit all the guys in there to get a real session in. Uh, so maybe, maybe it's the VR thing comes into play. Like they really got to dive into that and have guys taking fucking ABs in the hotel. I don't know. Maybe on the plane, you'll see guys up there. I don't know. Something has to change in the routine. I don't know what to do with the pitchers. If they got to touch the mound more uh, when they get to a place. Um, I agree. There's something there we could figure out. It's just, I think it's more routine oriented than just like trying to put players who do well there and not. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. No. <laughs> Open for all theories. Um, I don't know. So what do you got there over under as then, Jake? It's, uh, let's see, what do we got? What do we got? It's 68 and a half. You riding the over here? Hey, put everything in a pot. Who the rock? Who came in for the Rockies and who they lost? That seems very low. Um, yeah, I agree. And hey, don't don't get me wrong. I I get it. Like I, if the Rockies finish below that, I don't think anyone would be shocked. When you put all the data in the pot, it's an easy over for me. I I agree with the over there because Chris Bryant said he's never played on a losing team and he doesn't plan to. So mm. ooh. Love that. Mike Trout tr- loves playing trust for him. a losing team. That confirms now. Yeah. If he didn't, he probably would say that <laughs> and speak up. I'm taking the over, too. I hate agreeing with you guys so much. But I, I, I do, you know, when you're breaking down the rosters, although maybe we look at the, the Dodgers and the Padres and even the Giants rosters and we're like, oh, because that has happened on these episodes. Uh, but I, I'll take the over as well. And that's the the two things that are a threat. I think the team we're about to talk about, the San Diego Padres, they ended up kind of punting last year. Um, and the other thing that hurts, we haven't said anything because there's not much to say. The farm's kind of cleared out. Uh, one top 100 prospect, and he's a, he was a high school guy, 2025. So, like, this Rockies team, although on paper you're like, all right, it's kind of fun. I know a lot of these guys. Uh, there's not a lot of support coming. This is the cavalry um, and man, they're going up against some big armies in the West. History guy. A lot of history. Armies. <laughs> history. <laughs> That's the Rockies. Right. All right. Reset the clock. Now we move on to your San Diego Padres. Mm. Fathers, 79 and 83 last year, missed the playoffs. One of the crazier collapses we've seen in a while. I mean, I, I don't remember the full uh, numbers of it all. I'm going to bring it up right now. They uh, were like the darling. I was telling everyone, go be, a, go be a Padres fan. They're so fun. They're so exciting. Tatis missed a lot of time and was still... Uh, like leading the league in so many numbers, even though he missed time, and then it all fell apart. Jake, what happened? 
Fellas, this is going to be one of the fun ones. This is one you got to have circled because the thing we're probably going to spend most of this episode talking about the Adam Frazier trade. Um, you know, he came over and, and then they flipped him to Seattle. Um, Mark Melanson, we talked about him chasing rings in the desert. Daniel Hudson, he went to the Dodgers. Strom, he's in the Sox pen. And Tommy Pham, uh, he, his San Diego time ends. Trevor had a couple good nights with Tommy Pham. Uh, who they added. How about Luke Voigt, your COVID season home run leader in the AL? He is a San Diego Padre. Nick Martinez, they gave him a little bit of coin coming from overseas. Uh, could be some back end of the rotation or bullpen help. Robert Suarez, Luis Garcia uh, in the pen. Circle him a little bit. He's nice. Matt Beatty, Jorge Alfaro, Mazzara to a minor league deal. And the news that broke today. How about our guy, Sean Manaya, uh, joining an already strong rotation, probably the strength of this Padres team, in my humble opinion, Trevor Plouffe. Let me tell you something about this rotation. Yes. First of all, our sheet isn't even updated for what the heck happened. Okay, so I'm going to be free balling this one. Is that That's not the right way to say it. Anyways, we got Joe Musgrove leading off here. Our guy, Yu Darvish. Those guys are built up, ready to go. Blake Snell, you know who that is? Could have been a World Series champion, but they pulled him out. Mike Clevenger mm. going to be back on the bump. I think we're all really excited to see this. Um, really fun to watch when he's good. You mentioned Nick Martinez reinventing himself. I'm pretty sure I have a homer off him. Uh, and Chris Paddock is still there. He's still there. He's not there. As of right now, he is. He is. And newly acquired Sean Mother effing Manaya. That's a nice freaking rotation right there. There's depth. There's high ceilings, a couple high floors. I mean, you can work with this. I think it's really good. It is a strong point in the bullpen. Uh, Denelson Lamette. This guy, Robert Suarez, I don't know what's going on with him. He's going to be their closer, I believe. I think he came over from Japan. What's going on with this? We'll have to see. Emilio Pagan, Pierce Johnson, Craig Stammen. Look, this team can pitch. This team can pitch, and I think they can hit. So, James... Talk to us, baby. You were four for 10 off of Nick Martinez. No homers, but a double. Whoops. Trent Grisham, center fielder, Manny Machado, Cronenworth, Luke Voigt, Hosmer for now, first base, Will Myers, Aaron, or not Aaron Nola, Austin Nola, Jurickson, Profar, and how do you say Kim's first name? Hassung? I think you got it. Kim. Caratini, backup catcher, will catch a no-hitter. Matt Beatty. How about that? He's over there. Forgot about that one. Hassan, you're right. I totally forgot about the Matt Beatty stuff. When did that happen? That happened Just like last a week. Remember the guy got his arm signed? It's a Dodger fan. Matt Beatty signed his arm. He got a tattooed along with Belly's name. Now, all of a sudden, this dude has got somebody that plays for the Padres autograph on his arm. So that's tough that's tough who they all right like it. it's a story he tells everybody this story like how many people in this guy's circle have heard the story everybody yeah. right yeah yeah gosh he's really the trader joe's what if that guy's mm-hmm. name is joe mm. interesting they just got a lot of guys huh they got a lot of starters they got a lot of players like where the hell does matt Beatty fit in they got 
do they care about positions now? I forgot to mention like Mackenzie Gore. Like they have like you have people here. CJ Abrams is like an absolute monster. Like they have some people coming. We thought this was going to be a great year of 2021. It wasn't. My goodness. Biggest bump in the road I've ever seen. But I mean, 2022 really, could be different. It's an unbelievably bad second half out of them. But they're persevering. Tom, I need to unravel that brain. Because um, you you guys have heard me during this offseason. I've been flip-flopping on the Padres. I want to buy in. This was the year they were building up for Clevenger's back. Jim, the starting pitching, especially now that they have Manaya, um, you know, I I think it goes toe to toe with kind of anyone in baseball. The bullpen has some questions, but some fun questions. And this team used to be built around the lineup, so I I don't know, man. I I end up going in circles with this team, so I I kind of I want to get your thoughts because you you normally like a pitching staff, and this team has a hitting element to it, so I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, their pitching staff. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about their pitching staff. I know Padres fans love it. It doesn't ring as crazy to me because I love Blake Snell, but he, he really has trouble staying in games long. Um, it has a chance. It has a chance. Manaya is a is, is a very good steady. Like I don't know where two guys got to take over. Like if they have one of these, like all of these guys, it can be very very good. It can be uh, second tier good, and that's I don't I don't I think the I think the 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 floor is pretty high, but the I don't know how high the ceiling is. I don't know. Like Sean Manaya is like he's good for like a. Like a high threes ERA and, and and starts if he's healthy. He was healthy last year. Uh, Blake Snell. He's not going to give you a lot of length. I wish he would. I know it's tough to pitch. I don't know how to do it, but he's got such nasty stuff. It feels and I, it's easy to say like I wish he would just attack more, but it feels like if he would just attack more, he'd be like awesome. Um. And then you Darvish, I love you Darvish. So I hope he's great. I, I think this is going to be similar to the Rockies where everyone is down a little bit on this team just because of, you know, what happened last year for the Rockies is you're mad at the ownership. This is a collapse in the second half last year. But if you look at who they added, I mean, this rotation added Martinez. It added Shamanaya. It's getting back Clevenger. Um, you know, we'll see where Chris Paddock is. Everyone still really believes in this guy. You know, he's been mentioned in a bunch of trades. And it's the untapped potential thing. So, like, hey, Padres, like, can just go untap it. You know what I'm saying? Why can't they untap the potential? If it's there, you know, give it a knock on the door, right? Blake Snell's going to be good. I mean, they have, like, eight or nine starters. And I think if we're taking the, this rotation and we're putting it on uh, another team, a la Dr. Frankenstein, we, we'd be saying, wow, like, this team is fucking loaded. But that stench... There's yeah, it's a bad mouth left there. there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, Paddock might be gone in an hour. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think people love Paddock anymore, Trev. Like he came up and he had the bravado and he had oh, the yeah. cowboy hat and he was talking shit. I always and tell he, you guys, but I need to relax. 
Have you looked at Paddock's like, I mean, his actual results from 2020 and 2021 and then also his projections and his peripherals like. They're way bad. Um, So I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's got the potential. He's a big leaguer. He can bounce back, but I wouldn't look at him. And then clubs coming off a year. So I do think this this pitching staff can be amazing, Jake, but I also think that. They're just a lot of names we know, and they could not be great, like. Well, I think that's where I think we got too caught up in the names there because the guy who had the best year last year was Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove, 181 innings, a 3-1-8 ERA. Like Snell and Darvish, they landed, they're both their ERAs landed around 4-2, which, by the way, in the realm ain't that bad, especially if these were your hitting, fun San Diego Padres. Like, I, I guess that's my thing. You know, I... Out of Darvish, Musgrove, and Snell, one of those guys rises to the top and I think can kind of be the true one your team is looking for. Um, and then the rest, I think, fall into line. And when Manaya, you know, depending where Clevenger is at, we're talking about Mike Clevenger or Sean Manaya as your fifth starter. Um, and, and those are guys that if they're right, you're not scared to give them a pill in a playoff game. So um, I, I really like this rotation. Uh, I think it will sort out. I think there is a little bit of a fear factor of how it sorts out. So I understand that. Um, for I me, like, it, I like, I like, I was going to talk about Musgrove. It's his first year. It's his career career year. Um, and they banked on the peripherals and the trade there. And I like that, but for, uh, Clev, it's just coming off Tommy John. So he, he could be the best pitcher on the staff easily. In my opinion, like his, like him and Manaya at their best. I think Clev is way better than Manaya. And and that's for me, like I the pitcher conversations, I think we could go around in circle. There's a lot of talented guys. You know, we've got some contract years, we've got injury stuff. Like, is you, you know, you's gonna turn 36 this year? Like uh, there's a lot in the pot there. I just think there's enough in the pot that things will click. Um, so for then for me, it spins back to the lineup, which hey, we'll see when. Tatis is back. I mean, that guy has felt like the heart and soul of this team. You're right, Jim. Even with the injuries last year, he ended up putting up nut job stats. So when can he get back? Where are the Padres at when he gets back? And what are the vibes? And uh, Trev, I think this will get you a little. What position? Trev, this will get you a little juiced up because I'm about to name another manager. We got a new guy in town, Bo Mel. And what is that going to mean for these Padres? Because, man, oh, man, do they need a different feel. We we went from talking about Slam Diego and the coolest team to jump on to now we're talking about a Padres stink in the rotation. Yeah, you know, I don't. Something happened last year. I think we le- we leave it in last year because if we had this team, the way we were talking about them, plus all the additions, we would have been going nuts prior to last year. So I, I'm really going to give them a one-off, like, hey, guys, let's reset, you know, unload the game, put it back in, right? Mm. I think they deserve that. They really do. Now, if Tatis was healthy right off the bat, I think we'd also be, like, fired up. That really hurts, you know, thinking about him not coming back until June or something. But honestly, they can tread water. They can tread water, be around a 500 club. Tatis comes back. Imagine that jolt of testosterone and energy you're going to get when that guy comes back into the lineup. So come July, August, September, when they're full go, hopefully they figured out a rotation. Who's going to be in the night for them? I just read about Robert Suarez. He doesn't strike anybody out. That's not going to work, in my opinion. Like, shoot, man. Uh, I think 
I'm in. I like the team. I think they have the the real bravado. It's not fake. Like Manny Machado is like a, a real motherfucker. Like I like it. I'm in. I like him this year. Good. I got to get that taste out of my mouth. I got to see where Tatis plays and, and the injury, injuries. I mean, if Clev, if Clev has a setback, because coming back from Tommy John's hard. I got That's not a knock on anyone. Sure. I'm not trying to project. I just think coming back is hard. And and if, if Darvish doesn't get bounced back, if Blake Snell doesn't give him more, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm not, I'm not comparing them to the league. So I just want to let that be known. Like, I think this is a top 10 pitching staff. I'm comparing them to the Dodgers and the Giants where I'm just, where I'm saying, I don't know. It's a very good team. They, they should be above 500. They should have last year. They went 300 in the second half. I think, I think we're going to look back at this team and I think it's going to be one of the best opening day lineups compared to where their lineup is. Cause I think there's trades to be made. I think there's some young help along the way. And, you know, I mentioned trades, like this is a team that wants to trade while we're recording this. I think we're nervous about another trade coming. So Trev, I saw you, you raised your hand. Unfortunately, as of this point, it looks like Mike Clevenger will begin the season on the IL, not with an arm issue, but with a knee issue. So the depth is already being tested. That happened four hours ago. Find out what Martinez got. Yeah. So that's why they just made the trade. What is going on? Like the Mets stuff. There's so much happening in baseball. Now. There's so much fluctuation and change three or four days before opening day. I, I just three kind of freaking me training. out. People are scrambling. So that, that, that makes the Mania trade make a time. They knew that he was going down. They wanted another start. It wasn't just a depth piece or, or to change. It was. Yeah. I'm still high it on stinks. him. Stinks. What do you think? You think they can win the division? No, mm. I don't. I don't think uh, anyone's going to pass the Dodgers this year. Although, shoot, we said it last year. It took the Giants 107-win season to do it. I'm betting on the Dodgers all day long. Could they uh, pass the Giants in second place and get a wild card? 100%. Mm. Like, I think this team could win over 90 games. Jake? It's really to – I want to see what DraftKings has as a number on it because – 88 and a there's, half. There's a formula like we're going to talk about the Giants soon. There's a there's a chance of regression with the Giants. I, I think everyone's talking about that. I think the Padres have a higher over under than the San Francisco Giants. That's Vegas. That's not us. Um, the problem is the Dodgers, man. God, that team is so, so good. So, so good that uh, it's hard to picture the magic with the Padres coming all the way back. Um, I will say this, if they went all in on their prospects um, with Campusano and C.J. Abrams, those are real guys. If they maneuver their pitching the right way, I mean, we would have said there was no shot the San Francisco Giants won the NLS last year, and they did. Um, And this team has more talent on it than the San Francisco Giants. That being said, Vegas would have to juice the number for me to just sprinkle a little cheddar on the Padres because goddamn the Dodgers are a force. And if the Giants look like they did last year, you're fucked. 88 and a half. What you got? I like the pitching coach change that they made, bringing over someone from the Indians organization. 
uh, from Larry Rothschild, who, you know, all reports say he didn't really love the analytics and changing things and wanted to make every pitcher do the same exact thing. So maybe this new dude, Nieblo, Niebla, Ruben from the, he comes from the Indians. So that's probably a big move as, as well as Bowmel to help out the staff. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I think the Dodgers and Giants will beat up on everybody. And I think that even if they make have a, like a good season, I don't think it's going to be flawless. And I think to get 90 wins in that division, you're going to have to be like pretty good throughout the, the season. I think they might have themselves a down month, and, and maybe it's only one down month this year instead of three. But I'm going to take the under. It's 88 and a half. I got them winning 80-something games, but not getting up to 89. Playoffs? No. I'm going to take the over. I, mm. I say they do approach 90 games, uh, whether it's 89, 90, 91. I have them in that realm. Uh, I think the ceiling is maybe a little higher than that. I just I, I don't think they catch the Dodgers. Um, they do have a floor that's somewhere in the low 80s too. Uh, but I think the depth is there in all facets. I really do. So they have guys in the, in the minor leagues that can come up and, and, and fill some of those spots when needed or if they just – are doing crazy in triple a uh so i'll take the over and uh playoffs eesh. <laughs> maybe uh, i'll take maybe then as well if that's an option maybe i have to think um, i don't know how many teams made the playoffs six six yeah they're on the, the cusp i say the east is pretty good i say yes Ryan Weathers, another guy we didn't mention. He's part of that pitching depth. He was the youngest like starting pitcher in baseball last year. Um, and we we just haven't really mentioned Drake, Jake Cronenworth's name yet. A fellow Jake, 800 OPS last year, plays everywhere elite defensively. Um, so so wanted to give my guy a little love along with Trent Grisham. Um, the Vegas numbers are shocking uh, to win the NL West. Dodgers are minus 235. Makes sense, right? The San Francisco Giants are plus 600. Um, raises an eyebrow a little bit. The San Diego Padres, plus 290. Vegas is in on the fathers this year. Mm. I would not sprinkle money on that line. I'm going in blind. I don't like it. I think the organization is all in. I've said this before when they traded for Clevenger. Like, this is the year they originally circled with Snell, with Clev. Um, I'll go over. Um, I think this team is going to change a lot over 162 um, with a mix of some youth and a mix of some veteran trades. This uh, Hosmer trade could happen in the next couple hours before this thing even comes out. I think the team needed a shakeup. Bo Mel can be the steady part of the shakeup. And uh, you got to believe in something. Uh, stay in it till Nando comes back. And I think we're good. Go fathers go. That an over? That's an over. Okay. Okay. Go fathers go. Next up. We have mm. I'm not positive, but I'm guessing it's the Giants. Okay, here we go. 15 minutes on the clock. Next up in the NL West, we got the San Francisco Giants. They won 107 games last year. They only lost 55. So the old saying, you're going to win 60, you're going to lose 60. It depends what you do in the middle. Screw that. They only lost 55. 
They lost in the divisional series to the G- Dodgers. They are the Giants on a uh, crazy call to end the series in a hard-fought series. Jake, they lost some names. Like, they lost some names, and people already thought it was kind of like an overachieving season, so I'm interested to see who they added. Yeah, if this if this was like a balance sheet for a business, like the parts coming in and coming out, uh, I it almost... Feels like a zero, although there's one thing that truly stands out. They lost Chris Bryant. Remember, they made the trade for him at the deadline. Kevin Gossman in his monster year, he gone. Donnie Barrels, my contact king. He's a red. Johnny Cueto remains unsigned. A Dick, Alex Dickerson, he's a brave now. Jose Quintana slinging it for your pirates. They also lost Buster Posey, the... If you want to get in a good conversation online, the borderline Hall of Famer Buster Posey, um, who was a rock for that team last year uh, and for the past decade plus, Buster Posey is gone. Who they added? Carlos Rodon. How about his monster year? Does he get a little bit of the Giants magic? Holy smokes. Brandon Belt comes back, took the qualifying offer and uh, re-signed. He, uh, sneaky good. Look at those stats. The Scalfani. Oh, him and Alex would resign. Uh, those guys can throw it. Alex Cobb. Does he get some giants magic? Speaking of magic, Jock Peterson, boing. He should be fun in the Bay area. My goodness, Matt Boyd, Jimmy's Matt Boyd is part of the team. Uh, Carlos Martinez on a minor league deal. You guys were all waiting for that. So a lot in a lot out Buster Posey stands out to me, but this team can pitch, uh, and it starts with the rotation, Trev. This team can pitch. That's capital P, pitch. Logan Webb, did he come out of nowhere? Was this guy like a hot prospect that we just didn't know? Because he's filthy. Top of the rotation. Yeah, you bring in Carlos Rodon. I love him. I think they're going to do wonders for him up in San Francisco. They are where older players go to become young again. So we love that. Anthony DiScalfani is there. Alex Wood, Alex Cobb, Matt Boyd. Like you talked about, they brought in a lot of those guys. So the rotation is supplemented. There is a little bit of depth there. And the bullpen was excellent last year. Jake McGee, my guy, Camilo Doval, who is... Jake, is that your breakout player of the year? He's just my guy. Okay. Tyler Rogers, Dominic Leone. Go check out what he did last year. Uh, Jarlin Garcia. I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of guys too, but they know how to execute a bullpen plan. They have starters that can go deep in games. I mean, the rotation is there. And you know what? We talked a lot about how good they were pitching-wise last year, but these fools bang last year too. James, tell me about it, bro. Well, there's some new faces and there's some injuries going on right now. So you got Joey Bart at catcher. A lot of talk about him. Brandon Belt still doing the thing at first base. Tommy LaStella at second base. Brandon Crawford still there. Shortstop. Evan Longoria is supposed to be at third base, but he is out for now. Will be replaced by a combination of Wilmer Flores, Tyro Estrada, uh, to start the season, Lamont Wade Jr., late night Lamont. That was really fun. He's also injured, and Jock will probably get the starts in left field uh, as he's on the IL. Steven Duggar in center field. Mike Yastrzemski in right field. Uh, and that, if Jock moves to the outfield, that puts Darren Ruff at the DH spot. 
Uh, otherwise, rough probably to the bench when late night Lamont's back. But those are two injuries that kind of stink off the bat. Uh, two righty bats in uh, late night and and Evan Longoria on a team that's built on balance and putting a, a, a righty lefty lineup out there. They're really going to be leaning on, unless there's a move, Slater, Cairo, Flores to try and uh, be the righties that hit lefties or Yastrzemski to go back to being a guy that can hit both pitchers instead of last year. I believe he could not hit lefties and only righties. I think you said late night is a righty. He's, he is a lefty. So they're going to get him back. Oh, oh, so just Longo on the right yeah, side yeah. then. Okay, I'm looking. I wanted to check this out because I said they can bang. One of the reasons they banged was Brandon Belt, 160 OPS plus last year. Like that's a monster season. Um, they were talking about his, how he's not going to be ready for spring training. He hadn't played a game yet. Well, he debuted yesterday in spring training. So he's back. That's a really welcome sign for Giants fans. And then after like kind of like gushing over the Padres roster here a little bit. I know these guys are up there in age and that gives everyone hesitation. We've just been programmed to think about regression, regression, age, da, 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 da. I don't know, man. I don't know. I like this team a lot. And I, I was thinking I was going to like the Padres more, but this frequently happens on these dang episodes. I, I think I'm drinking the Giants Kool-Aid again. I don't know where my head is spinning right now. It should be. It should be. Cause this is the year we find out. Yeah, this maybe. is the year we find out if last year was magic and it all came together and Gabe and man, Buster Posey. That's the thing I keep getting yeah. caught on what he did last year from the catcher spot. 304, 390, 889 OPS in 113 games. Never mind what he did receiving wise and actually behind the plate with those pitchers and everything. That's that's the thing that's just got me so held up right now. And we're going to find out, you know, sometimes we talked about the Dodgers being the Rays with a budget. Yes and no. I, I mean, you know, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, those those aren't Rays moves. Those are Dodgers moves like this is the year we find out if the Giants have some of that in the bag. And I think something that is impressive and stats don't fully calculate whoever was in the game for them. Like, let me read some of these names for you. Duggar, Yastrzemski, Flores, Late Night Lamont, Darren Ruff, Slater. Those guys all had positive OPS pluses. Like, and, and we're talking about some of their, you know, next, next options on the bench. I think that's very impactful that no matter day in, day out, when those guys played last year, there weren't any easy outs. There was no freebies. And I think that added up in this bowl of San Francisco Giants rice aroni last year that made this team absolutely brutal and have one of the best seasons we've seen in recent history. So um, I'm just I'm getting caught up on the Buster Posey part of it, and that's I can't get over it. Well, credit to the coaching staff of the Giants always and the decision making. Their 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 bench was amazing last year, Jake. Like you said, they had just depth. They led the league in pinch hit home runs, at least in the National League. I didn't check the American League because I'm guessing that it's the National League would do it. 18 pinch hit home runs from the San Francisco Giants last year. I checked all the other NL teams. I think the Rockies were second with 10. Uh, they had 10 different players 
hit a pinch hit home run or hit a home run as the pinch hitter. Maybe it happened in their second at bat as a pinch hitter, but still coming off the bench and performing. They had 51 RBIs in uh, in 346 at-bats from the pinch hit spot. It just led the league. So I don't know if that's sustainable. I don't – putting guys in the right spot and them coming through, it is very Rays-like, like Trev says, where just like, they give you the confidence and they say you're going to do it. Uh, Austin Slater was a fantastic bench player for them last year. Coming in as a pinch hitter, he had a 1.148 OPS in 48 plate appearances the 438 on base percentage. He had four home runs, 13 RBIs, but they just, they just did it. I mean, late night Lamont came in, he had good numbers, like the batting average as a team isn't there, but that's the most amount of home runs. So I, I and I'm going to guess the bullpen reads the same way, just kind of like putting guys in the correct spot to succeed. So you guys are right. It's this year. It's like, well, well can they do it again? And, and, and if you're successful, in those things and in making the right calls and guys stepping up when they can, how much does that do for you? If you don't have Buster Posey producing like he did, you need you, well, the you other need, guys, you, you need know. Joey Bart to step up. You just continuously need people to step up. And you know, you, you reference the raise is obviously very much a raise formula. Um, Gabe having spent time there, having spent time with the Dodgers, someone who really understands the importance of, if you're going to be put in the game, let's make sure you're coming into an as much of an advantageous situation as possible. It's hard to do that, and it goes kind of productive with some other things we talk about on the show. Like, James, you love a, um, a lineup that's set. I do, too. Uh, but there's something to be said about... They kind of like, had one for righty and lefty. Yeah. Well, I think it's... I think it's more than that. And I believe teams should get a little bit more in depth. I never had this treatment though. I know guys that did. If there's a guy who I just suck against, I don't Mm. care how fucking hot I am at the plate. Get me out of the lineup and don't let me have a say in it. I think that's the kind of tone you have to set. Hey dude, you don't see this guy. Well, it doesn't matter. Like take the day, go eat some freaking ice cream on the bench and enjoy a big league baseball game. Then tomorrow come back where you're going to feel confident against this guy because that one day where maybe you go up against that guy and he shatters your confidence, that's a snowball effect. And I think they really try to avoid doing things like that. I always remember Mike Moustakis. Uh, he would always sit against the tough lefties. He'd play against the ones that he could hit, but if he had bad numbers, he wasn't playing. And he knew it. Like he'd, he'd be hitting me up, hey, where are we going tonight? I'm not playing tomorrow. And I think that really had an effect on his career. I think that keeps your confidence level up. And I think that's the way they think. And they always want to put their players in – advantageous situations i think gabe has just done a really good job um and again we'll reiterate it's this is the truth year for the san francisco giants their top of their top 12 guys that got at bats last year only one alex dickerson did not have an ops plus of 100 or higher of their top 17 pitchers in innings pitched last year 17, only one had an ERA plus below 100. Sorry, Sam Long. Like, again, it's everything we said. You either put it in the bucket, this coaching staff, this team, this organization has figured it out, or we are going to look back and say, like, man, when when baseball makes sweet music, it's it's one of the prettiest things in the world. Um, hey, and hey, I Jake. just, I don't know. 
last year when they needed a guy, they traded. They traded for Lamont in spring training or, or right before spring training. They traded for Tyro. They just purchased him from the Yankees or DFA'd him. They traded for Talkman. Uh, do they have prospects coming up now? Like, will they lean more on prospects this year? Last year, they 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 leaned on waiver wire trades and just picking guys up. I mean, Joey Bart's the guy, right? He he's the one that circled. We we saw him during the the COVID season. Um, you know, their big prospect, Marco Luciano, who's who's supposed to be a guy guy. He he's still supposedly a year or two away. So like. There's not immediate prospect help. But I, I guess what it would be is, you know, these are the San Francisco Giants. They have a budget. Like uh, if there's, you know, we we talked about them with Max Scherzer. We talked about them with a lot of big free agents. Like if if there is a, a money move that needs to be made or a big transaction, I do think they have that in their back, back pocket that not a lot of organizations do. So I, I think that's your best bet because otherwise – uh, you know, I think it would be more veteran guys that they can take a chance on, like uh, kind of like what we talked about with the Rays and, and motivating some veteran guys. Um, I, I think that's that's their better angle. Joey right. Bart going off in spring training. JB, their over under is 85 and a half less mm. than the Padres, which was 88 and a half. I'm going to take the over. I want to believe in uh, the pitching and I want to believe in, I want to believe in the pitching and I want to believe in the decision-making of the organization and putting guys in the right spot. Like the bullpen is still really good and they got Rodon, they got other guys. So uh, I do think that, I, I think that will hold up. Like I don't think pitching can be a fluke and I don't think the bullpen stuff eh, is pretty volatile, but I'm, I, I'm banking on them having a big year. And and I'm and being fired up that no one believes in them. It's a tough one for me. I I do also like the over, but I feel like I'm handing overs out like dang candy, bro. How many overs does he have, BBD? I don't think you're that over no? heavy this year. I'll look into it one second. Yeah, look into that. I like the over. I I believe in this team. You know, I believe in the coaching staff. Uh, if I ask you this question, James, quick answer: this rotation or Padres rotation? So I like Logan, Logan Webb better than anyone on the Padres. Okay, fair. I don't know if that's sacrilege, but just like his stuff and and his his presence and his, like what I saw last year was a guy who can like be top, top tier, especially okay, those playoffs. I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I like this rotation better. I just kind of gushed over the depth of the Padres and how their ceiling is. I think this, is, this rotation has one of the highest floors of any rotation in baseball. Mix that with the bullpen. I like the mixing and matching. I hope they stay healthy. That's the only thing that can derail this team is health. Uh, I don't think we're going to see 107 wins again. I don't. That's okay. We don't need to see 107 wins again. I will take the over on 85 and a half. Um, I think they're going to be neck and neck with the Padres. I think this is going to be a good division. I think they're all going to be the Padres and Giants, 89 to 91 wins. I have them and the Padres flipped. Like I have the Padres at 85 and the Giants at 89 okay. or whatever. You know. So I I was expecting their over under to be like 88 as well. Like, you know, if you drink some Padres Kool-Aid, you can buy into them having a good year. 85 and a half is just too low for what this team did and the pitching. Um, Yeah. I mean, Logan Webb, the only thing you can say is like, let's see it for a second season. You know, that was obviously his breakout year. 
uh, Rodon, you know, everyone but with says the playoffs, Jake, like that's the, that's almost the second seat, the first second season for me. Like the fact that he did it in the playoffs, Jim, it's nothing about of- talent. It's zero about talent. It's more so putting that many innings on your body and running it back. Like, you know, we've, we've talked about that before. Like what Logan Webb showed moxie wise and skill wise, there's no question there. It's just 162 is a long game season. He's, he kind of is the San Francisco Giants this year. Like, is he, is he going to be a stud of all studs? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a good chance of that. But seeing it for a full second year, I think that's important. I, I mean, I like what you said about the postseason, James. But now that I think about it, it's like more time for hitters to catch up. I, I don't think he's just going to fall on his face. I don't think that at all. Actually, I think he is or can be a bona fide ace in this league. He, he already has been. Can he do it again for the second? I guess that's what we're asking. Um, I love him. They, they speak so highly of them, of him in that organization. So that tells me something, too. He's a stud. I, I, what do you got, BBs? With one team left to go, uh, Trev, you've given out 18 overs. Jake, you've also given out 18 overs. It's too many overs. Okay. It's not, well, I think it's within an appropriate standard deviation. The next team has a high number. So what's mine? 14. Or this might have been there for the 15th. Oh, no, this is the straight 14th. up even. I love it, James. That's Vegas. This was the 14th. This is the 14th. Balance. Um, yeah, it, it's the over. We'll see if Rodon, any of his injury stuff pops up. Teams were nervous of him. They end a season stuff. Um, 85 is way too low. Uh, there's Camilo Duvall, Tyler Rogers, McGee, everyone in that pen. Um, yeah, I mean, bet it. Like, bet it. That's it. Bet it. Go bet Giants, it. go. Go Gabe Kapler, you stud. Hot. Zombie apocalypse comes. You can pick one manager to lead your group of people. I mean, you're going Gabe Kapler, right? Bud Black. No chance. I don't think you take shit from zombies. And, oh, my God. I think zombies might. Eat Bud Black. Tori Lovello and me go out with a glass in hand and say we had a good run. Is there anybody even close to Gabe? Like Dave Roberts? Like I think Shelton. It'd be a good zombie guy. Feels like he's got a beard. Yeah, maybe. He's probably got a shotgun somewhere. He just shoots him. Mm. Like I trust him with a gun immediately. Looks sight on scene. I trust Joe him Madden him. would try to manipulate the situation to his advantage, and I would Joe Madden's the first one eaten. Yeah, we take all I would the, take, all I would the, take him all the out managers right away. send Madden like let's send Madden as our first sign of like to see how aggressive they are not hoping he gets eaten. Yeah, but he'd have something to hold against the town like he's smart. So he'll like, hey, if you kill me, then you're not going to know this code to the security thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's good enough to stick around for a little bit, in my opinion. But Gabe's our guy. Guy guy. 15 minutes on the clock. The last team we're doing in the team profiles and projections, your number one ranked team from our audience, the Los Angeles Dodgers, 106 wins last year, 56 losses. They lost in the NLCS to the eventual World Series champion Atlanta Braves. They lost a guy that was really good for them down the stretch. They lost some other people that have been really good for them down the last couple stretches. They also added and re-signed some big names. Jake, what did they do this offseason? Boogity, boogity, boogity. Who they lost. You referenced this gentleman, Max Scherzer, 
uh, went on to get some serious money from Uncle Steve uh, because he went 7-0 and lights out down the stretch for the Dodgers. Corey Seager, how's your 300 mil in the bank from the Rangers? He gone. Kenley Jansen, holy smokes. And Atlanta Brave, Joe Kelly, Corey Evil, Knievel's a Phil, Matt Beatty, I know Machine, I just, Albert, he's a Cardinal. Billy McKinney, your guy, he's in Oakland. Who they added, Freddie Freeman, Frederick, whoops. Sorry about you, he goes to Cali. Clayton Kershaw's back, Chris Taylor's back. Tyler Anderson, kind of your five-inning pitch king. He joins the rotation. The Heen Dog, Andrew Heaney, he's there. Daniel Hudson for some bullpen help. Uh, Daniel Duffy. Uh, we'll see when he's available. Hanser Alberto raking your lefties. And Kevin Pilar, our guy with the minor league deal. Man, when you see that on paper, you ask some questions, but then you go through the team uh, and some of those questions get answered. Trev, tell us about the hurlers. Some people are calling this a question mark. I think that's crazy. They hold this team to such a high pedestal. Let's list list the top three dudes in the rotation. Walker Bueller, ever heard of him? 247 ERA last year, um, fourth in the Cy Young. I'm slating in Julio Urias behind uh, Bueller. I think he is the number two. Um, He went 20 and three, seventh in the Cy Young voting. Clayton Kershaw last year, everyone kind of thinks he fell off. He had a 3 5. The guy can still pitch. He's still doing it. Behind him, yes, the depth is going to be tested. I'm going to say it again. I say it every time. We don't know what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer. A lot of people don't think he's going to pitch for the Dodgers uh, anymore. I think he's going to pitch somewhere. We'll see how that goes. If the Dodgers have him, like, honestly, really look out. Uh, Andrew Heaney came in. Tony Gonson, my guy. I think he'll Mm. slot in there, look pretty good. Um, David Price, Tyler Anderson is 100%, you know, innings eater, depth kind of guy, uh, fifth starter. Uh, so you have a nice top to that rotation, but the the depth is questionable. Now, the bullpen, on the other hand, I think is really good. Craig Kimbrell came over, tough first outing with the Dodgers in spring training, but we'll put that aside. Uh, Blake Trinan, Daniel Hudson, Alex Vesia, Bruce Starr, guy, Justin Brule. I mean, they have guys that can kind of sling it. No more Kenley. Uh, but, you know, if you're just looking at that team, the rotation overall with the bullpen, it's damn good. Damn good. James, that lineup, though. The lineup's amazing. I mean, the lineup is crazy. I have a little stupid stat for you guys, but I will just tell you the names first. You got Mookie Betts. Ever heard of him? Good. He's a good good player. You got Freddie Freeman. He came over. Not bad. Trey Turner. They traded for him. He's pretty good. Max Muncie. He was in running for like like MVP votes for like half the season. And he got, got hurt. Justin Turner re-signed him before the season before put up another great year. Will Smith catching Chris Taylor plays all over. Very good. Cody Bellinger tough season last year. I think he's having a tough spring. We'll see Gavin Lux also back in the mix after a tough season. I forget entirely, but uh, just the top of that order. It's so good. Top eight, maybe. Top nine. Mm. Red Sox were had a really good offense last year, right? Noted as one of the top offensive sure. teams. They had, out of all the players that had 200 plate appearances or more, um, 
last year or 100, I should say. They had the Red Sox had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine guys with an OPS above uh, OPS plus above 100, and one, two, three, four, five, six under. The Dodgers last year had had uh, 14 players with 200, 13 players with 200 plate appearances. All but three had an OPS plus above 100. We talk about that all the time. Ten above average hitters. They're not replacing starters with bullshit minor leaguers. They have guys in the wings and the depth on the bench at all times to come up and be above average major leaguers. And that's that's how they're able to win 106 fucking games. Like bottom line, like if you want to win that many games, like injuries are going to happen. You have to have the depth. And when you call upon your depth, they better be good. It's not good enough just to have warm bodies. They got to be good players. And that's seemingly what the Dodgers have just continuously been able to do. Any offensive stat you look at, uh, they're like top seven in last year. And the thing is, Dodger fans talk about how crappy they were offensively last year. If you go around and listen to Dodger fans talk, they say this team can't score runs. Well, they were fourth in the league and run scored. I don't understand. Maybe they had some massive games or something like that that I'm um, missing out on. But uh, this team is is special. Dave Roberts already said they're going to win the World Series. Mm. I missed that. He really said that. Like, we are going to win the World Series. I came to the conclusion that I like that he said that because what the hell else is he going to say? Yeah. Um, but I'll let him know in a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the OPS plus, ERA plus stats are similar to the Giants, uh, except they're, they're names you really know. Uh, they're some of the stars of baseball. So, man, adding Frederick at the top of that lineup is so deadly, uh, day in, day out, what that guy is going to provide. Um, you know, it's, it's how high does the top six guys in that lineup truly land. Um, and you know, that's, that's counting like Chris Taylor as a bonus piece who can play everywhere and have an 800 OPS. That's Cody Bellinger, a former MVP guy. It does, does the light bulb come back on for him? Gavin Lux, the former top prospect, can he have a breakout year? Like, and those are bonus points. Um, and the other thing that, that also just happened the other day before we recorded this AJ Pollock, he got Trader Joe's. Um, for Dirty Craig Kimbrell, who'll, who'll be back in the bullpen. And I, and I like that for them. I, I think the Dodgers have their hitting. Um, if Craig Kimbrell can be Craig Kimbrell um, with Trinan, um, Hudson, Brewstar, like I, I, I think the bullpen without Kenley felt a little thin, um, and they address that in a huge way uh, with a guy who's, when he's right, his good is good. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess... The question, this team, this team is different. Uh, This team has different goals than your team. This team, like Trev said, is world series or bust. Like uh, our New York Yankees, if they made the world series, I'd be honest with you. That would be a win for that franchise. There's a lot of teams that are like that. The Dodgers, if they go to the world series and lose, that is a failing season. Um, So I'm interested to see how it ties into the regular season. I will say, man, uh, if you look at Bauer and Scherzer's stat sheets from last year, um, those are a lot of really good starts 
that they are trying to replace for the regular season between Gonsolin, uh, Heen Dog, and some other guys. So uh, they traded for you know, Scherzer. They'll just trade for the person right. they need. Well, I, I will say <laughs> we are talking about depth, and this team obviously has depth on the major league level. What made them such a weapon before was uh, they had one of the top farms, too. They have cleared out the farm a little bit. I mean, that that Ruiz-Josiah Gray trade with the Nationals to get Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, that did clear the farm. They have two, quote-unquote, top 100 prospects. They're 88 and 99, and, uh, you know, it's just not what the farm used to be. So, uh, that being said, it, you know, you don't have to talk about a minor league right fielder to replace Mookie Betts because that doesn't exist. So uh, I, I do think that's one thing that's slightly changed if they have to make the big, big trade. Yeah, but the depth is there. I mean, Kenley wants three years and they don't want to give him three years and they say they stay firm on there. They don't break at all because guess what? They can trade from their major league roster to go get Craig Kimbrell and not even blink because they have the depth. So like maybe Gavin Lux gets traded for Correa halfway through the year. Is that even crazy? Mm. Like, I, I know I'm just throwing out big names, but if that happens, no one is blinking. They're like, yeah, Gavin Lux and someone else went to the twins. Now they have their future middle infield or whatever. And, and it worked because the is there. And now Cray is going to go to third and Turner's going to go there and whatever. They'll make it work in, over in LA. Like, I don't think that's going to happen, but that's the type of nonsense that can happen when you just have this much depth on the ta the 40 man. So they did lose a lot of starts with Scherzer and Bauer, but they'll get them back somewhere. I just want to go over the schedule a little bit from last year. Remind you, this team did not win their division. They did not win the division. 593, 593, that's April and May. 654, that's June. Then they dipped to their low winning percentage in July at 538. Then they're like, you know what? We really sucked uh, going 14 and 12 in July. Let's go 21 and 6 in August, 19 and 7 in September. Good for 778, 731. Oh, yeah. And for good measure, let's win our last three games in October. Their lowest month was 538. And you do not have a team like that without depth. You guys are totally right. The depth is being questioned more now than ever. So that is something we have to think about this season. Uh, but I didn't know this. David Price pitched to a four ERA last year, over 70 innings. Did you guys know that? It's doing his thing. Okay. I mean, look, I'm high on this Dodgers team. We all are. Uh, James, the, the disgust in your voice and the look on your face when they said, They'll just go get who they want to, who they need. They'll go trade for who they need. Like I like it. I mean, I don't hate the Dodgers. No, 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 no. But, but Jake, you wanted your team to do. Yeah. To yes. That. Yeah. They're but but Jake's right. Like they're playing a different. They're they're playing a different game than a lot of other teams. They don't give a fuck about the the luxury tax. Yeah. At all. I mean, that's that's an advantage for them is they do have a massive TV deal. I'm not going to say like we we should be curtailing spending, but like. They do have an advantage. They can go over because they are guaranteed a lot of money. And the, but the, but here's the thing: other organizations might say, you know what? Let's let's just make a ton more profit. They're going out and trying to win. This is L.A. and like they have turned. I mean, L.A. is a is a it's a baseball town. I mean, obviously, oh, never mind. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. It was a baseball town. It's probably Rams town now. Lakers. They're good. Uh, I don't think they're going to get challenged in the same way. I I, I took the Giants over. 
but I don't think they're going to get challenged in the same way they did last year. I think they didn't see that coming at all. They had a little rough stretch. I don't know if it was it in April or was it in May. Uh, and in the end, they caught, they were chasing them the whole way and then they beat them in the playoffs. So uh, I don't know what the number is. I'm going to take the over on the Dodgers. <laughs> it's pretty high. What is it? It's 97 and a half over. I think they're going to win 100 games. The one time they were human or not good, James, I bet you'll love this. You probably guess. Name one situation where they weren't over 500. Against good teams? Fake baseball, extra inning games. Oh, yeah, they probably don't give a shit about that. They had a 300 winning percentage in fake baseball. They only want to play real baseball. I'm torn on this one because I have given out a lot of overs. This will be my 19th over if I give this. Um, they win 96 games. They Damn win the division. It, Trevor. They're going under. You don't That's believe just that at all. because I pick so many overs. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, change a pass to over. I mean, you don't believe this one. <laughs> I was going under. Fuck you, Trev. Let's fucking ride then. You're so soft. Um, because I have real arguments for it besides picking overs. I, I, I think the Scherzer Bauer thing is really real. I, I mean, do that too, is bro. that is 28 starts of ace level baseball. Um, that is now gone. Um, and I think a team will feel that. And and I do think the depth is different than other Dodgers teams. And I think this division with the Padres coming back. 95 wins is an incredible year. It's a high line. You know, there's some risk if there's no injuries and this team is the Dodgers. I think you're clear and you're right, Jim. It's 100. But sometimes baseball finds a way. I'm going under. All right. You guys both took the under on the Dodgers. God. Bad bet. Whatever. You know what? I didn't even realize I was going like BBD said. I just went to 15 and 15 on the overs and unders. Had no idea I was doing that. Balanced guy. Does this team you, win the World I Series? Mean, you had a couple, no. not the overs, not the unders. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think yeah. technically you went 14, yeah. 14. And two. Uh, World Series? Dave mm-hmm. Roberts said yes. No. I can't tell you. I don't know. Oh, wow. I can't tell you. Tell us later on. I'll say no, and everyone everyone starts Mickey Mouse in them for the 2020 World Series. Ooh. Ooh. Go Dodgers. Kimbrough versus Pollock, Game 7 World Series to close it out. I am going to be at a lot of Dodger games this year, so um, if you see me, he'll be wearing a yellow shirt, blue hat, sign above his head says, I'm Trevor Plouffe. If you want to come hang, make sure you bring me a Modelo. Mm. That's the password. That's the price. That's the price. <laughs> That's the NL West. That's the team profiles and projections. Thank you for tuning in. If you have been tuning in for these and uh, time to start the season, time to make the episode structured and uh, NL recap, AL week recap, slump watch, all that good shit. Awards. Awards. And, yeah, we'll be live streaming on uh, opening day. So tune in for that. I think we're done. I think we're good. Any parting words? I got the ball, man. This was hard work. We did it. We're done. We finished it. 
we now have knowledge on the teams. So the, every fan base to talk about. We're the best baseball show to ever exist, and we just keep doing that. You guys, fantastic. Outro music.